Right. So have you ever been um, given the advice of like, start a new hobby, go find something to do, or hey, you should distract yourself. You ever been given that advice when you're struggling with something and you get annoyed by it? And you think to yourself, this is not the time, you know, fuck your, your idea. Um, here I am struggling with a difficult situation. It could be anything, obviously. It could be uh, something difficult with your work. It could be a personal issue of some kind, some kind of emotional stability problem. It could be um, a relationship issue. It could be a financial issue. It could literally be a physical issue, an injury, a sickness, a disease. And although sort of initially it may sound when someone says, when someone says, hey, just distract yourself, find something to do. Why don't you take up a hobby? Why don't you just go do something? Yeah, a lot of times that, that advice is given perhaps a little flippantly without the person even giving who's given the advice even thinking through. But here's the thing. I think that if you rearrange that or reinterpret what that piece of advice actually is trying to say, it makes very good sense. And it is in fact something that's supported by therapists and psychologists all the time about what we do when we want to change a behavior. So when you're struggling with something, what's happening is that usually it'll consume you, right? Now, severe illness and severe injuries, notwithstanding, I understand that has its own sort of, you know, coping mechanisms, but I definitely cannot speak to that. Um, I've had my own share of issues perhaps in my day, but I don't have any chronic illnesses or anything like that. Um, I haven't had a debilitating injury. I can't speak to that and I choose not to. However, I can speak to having emotional behaviors that feel like shackles. Like you always go back to this reaction. It doesn't have to be, you know, particularly wild reaction. It doesn't have to be something violent or, you know, dramatic. It can just simply be a reaction that continues to happen in response of some to something. And you wish you could stop it. Generally speaking, this encompasses a lot of things. The first and foremost one is a bad habit right? How do we cope when we have a problem? We talked about this in other episodes. We find something to fill the void with, right? So when we're lost and we're angry, we're upset, we fill the void by default. It is so easy to fill that void. Also, like we discussed, we fill that void very easily with things that are, for the most part, you know, considered to be <sighs> vices, really, you know? Very easy. We go to our sort of animalistic urges, whether it's drugs, sex, violence, um, comedy, whatever. You know, we, we try to go for the things that bring up a rush. Okay? But oftentimes those are self-destructive because they're very id-focused. They're very much about now and about the instant gratification. And it can distract us for the moment. So when someone says, hey, go do something, distract yourself. Hey, you know, go pick up a hobby or something. They mean it potentially rather thinly and you interpret it rather thinly because usually what we do when we're trying to cope with something is we, we go for those replacement things that are very destructive. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that the actual advice means well because it's grounded in reality. And that's a concept we call behavior replacement. Okay. So what we need to do when we have a behavior that's consistent, a response to something that's ongoing, that's difficult, something that happened that's hard to get over, quote unquote, we, we get down about it. We, we may you know, acknowledge our vices that we're having knee-jerk responses with, 
to deal with our situation. We don't like any of it. And we think, how do we stop? How do we stop the binge eating? How do we stop the drugs? How do we stop the sex? How do we stop the pornography? How do we stop the alcohol? Whatever vice you may have or simply self-destructive thinking, right? Replacing it. That is the truth. It's just not as linear and direct and simple as that. We need to replace behaviors in a way that feels, to be perfectly honest, it often feels like it's hopeless, but also like cheesy and stupid. Someone says, find a new hobby. You're like, come on, man, I'm dealing with a lot of shit right now. You want me to take up painting? The hell are you talking about? Or I'm, I, I, you have no idea what's weighing me. This is every day. It's constantly, it's on my head. I don't want it to pop up, but it does. And then it consumes me. And you're saying, get a hobby. You're saying, take a walk. Well, maybe not that simple. But when you replace those behaviors that you don't like with something productive, it's going to take some effort. See, we are not very good. We're not very good as humans. We're pretty wired um, to be pretty self-destructive if left to our own devices and only responding in an animalistic way. The thing is that evolutionarily, we need a lot of knee-jerk responses historically to survive. But when it's an issue of life and death, a lot of things are on the table. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes, right? Um, if it's an issue of coping and managing because of something extreme, again, just about anything's on the table. But we're not in that society anymore, are we? We're not in that environment. We are modern humans for the most part. And again, I hate to say these generalities because I understand that everybody's has a slightly different situation. But for the most part, we're pretty cush compared to 100,000 years ago, compared to 10,000 years ago as humans overall. We're pretty comfortable, all things considered. We are not always fighting for our life. The vast majority of us are not. Again, I understand some people are, but the vast majority of us are not fighting for our life. So because of that, we tend to use, we don't understand that we're having that kind of deep rooted evolutionary response. We don't understand that. So when we get angry and we act out and we're self-destructive, we have this like at all costs or who cares? I'm going out in a blaze of glory. And that often leads us to those destructive behaviors. Who gives a shit anyway? I might as well just go for that. That again, not just knee jerk, but that that sort of self fulfillment, but fake fulfillment again. That usually comes from self destructive behaviors. So, what do we do to replace that? Well, for one, we have to be consistent with those cheesy ass suggestions that we give ourselves. We don't want to overeat. Okay, we got to replace that behavior with something. Okay, we don't want to. We want to stop taking the drugs that we're taking. Okay, what can we do to replace that behavior? That's really hard. That's super hard. And addiction is a whole nother discussion, most of which I'm not qualified to talk about. But patterns about self-destructive thinking or giving up or here we go again or that figures is the same shit every day. Those patterns we can't address. Those patterns are difficult, very difficult, but we can replace them with other things. Okay. Now, we don't want to be condescending about this. Like when something happens, we, we, you know, I don't know, we execute some kind of trigger, a positive trigger. This does work for some people. It works for children as well, but that's not necessarily what I'm telling you to do. You need to find whatever works for you, okay? But for the most part, we have to find an entirely new behavior. This entire discussion I'm having today is not arguing whether or not we need to replace bad behaviors with good ones, because that's true. What I'm trying to really make you aware of 
is what I think works anyway. You have to understand, you really feel like the efforts are stupid. You feel like it's cheesy and pointless and lame. And you're like, I have serious shit to solve. And you're giving me lame suggestions. Or every time I do this, I feel so fucking dumb. You're there trying the new hobby. You're there changing the behavior. You're doing that newer behavior that is not as destructive as device and not device, but the vice that you're replacing. You're like, this is stupid. You're kind of going to go through the motions for a while and it's going to feel really fucking dumb and cheesy and useless. But see, when we continue that, when we do it with an earnest effort, when we're trying that new hobby that seems lame, we immerse ourselves in that hobby if we can immerse ourselves in the new behavior, get through the first week, two or month or whatever of feeling like it's just dumb. For example, I have been trying to get back into working out. I've talked about this in my podcast for a couple of months now. I have remained somewhat consistent, but not consistent enough and not intense enough to really make a huge difference, at least where I'd like to be. So it's very easy when I go work out, I ride my bike or I go to the gym and I get something done for half an hour and then I come back, it's very easy to feel that was lame. But see, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't lame. It feels lame. It feels hopeless. It feels like literally, you know, picking up a drop of water out of an enormous flood. But when you're picking up a drop of water, it's better than picking up nothing. Obviously, we want to see progress. Obviously, you want to see these behaviors making changes, like significant changes. And ideally, to ramp up exponentially, okay? But like we talked about before too, consistency over intensity, because with consistency, consistency, that intensity will continue. But if you have no consistency, there's nothing to pile up. There's nothing to add on to create an exponential change. So you have to remain consistent even when it feels fucking stupid, when it feels cheesy, and when it feels like this is just the dumbest thing. I don't want anyone to know I'm doing this. I don't want to talk about it. We get used to, you know, reporting successes if they happen. And we love the extremes. We like to tell people when everything has fallen apart, we fall on our face and everything sucks. And we like to tell people when we've had something wonderful happen. We don't really want to talk about or even think about the normal middle groove of effort. We don't want to talk about the 0.1% progress. We want to talk about the 15% progress. That's exciting. That's fun to report. But if you're not in a position where you're making jumps of 15% at a time, at least do the 0.1% regularly and just keep telling yourself, this isn't stupid. This isn't worthless. worthless. This isn't cheesy. This isn't dumb. Okay. If you're doing the behavior, even if you're not always succeeding, but if you're doing it and you're replacing the bad one or the bad ones, keep that going. Sometimes, again, it's, it's exponential. So if you look at a chart where you're progressing upward, that chart has an interesting slope where it gets steeper and steeper and steeper. But the first chunk of that chart, though it's exponential, is very, very minor. It feels like nothing has changed and this is stupid. But it's not. It's not. Most people just say, you got to stick to it. You got to stay and persevere. It's important. That's fine. But no one tells you it feels fucking stupid. I'm embarrassed. This is a joke. And on top of that, I'm struggling with this. And it's triggering bad feelings in me of depression, anger, right? Some kind of sadness. Here I am feeling like shit and you're telling me to persevere. It's condescending feeling. This is why, to further add to that, this is why people say that the change has to come from you. 
It can't come from someone else because everybody who says a, a success story like I was in a dark place, I was not succeeding, I was not getting to where I wanted, and then somebody suggested XYZ and I tried it and I'm forever grateful they, were, they suggested it. The suggestion was a catalyst, but it would not have happened without that person's effort. They may be grateful for the person who gave them the idea because without it, perhaps they wouldn't have started that direction. But the person's suggestion and the person who made the suggestion did not cause the change. You yourself have to cause the change. You yourself need to be your success story. So while you're there, whether it's me <laughs> at the gym or on a bike ride going, God, this feels fucking dumb. I also tell myself another thing, and maybe this will help you because it helps me. I tell myself, what a freaking story this is going to make. We're all used to drama. We're used to social media. We're used to the news. Everything's drama. So let's make some drama in our life. Think about the story you'll be able to tell. When people say, man, how did you do all that? That's really awesome. I remember when you were doing blob and now you're doing this. That's great, man. That's amazing. And you're like, boy, if only I could tell you everything that went on. And if someone were to ask you, be like, well, let me tell you. And you'll be happy to tell an inspiring story to somebody who needs to hear it. Right. So think about that. What a story this will make. Sounds arrogant, perhaps. Sounds, you know, fleeting and shallow, but maybe that helped you. This is going to make a cool story. And I will also have succeeded. See, one thing that's, that's interesting is that things that are self-destructive are easy behaviors to replace other things with. We're feeling down. We're feeling depressed. We go to drugs. We go to sex or porn or, you know, whatever these obvious things that are very, very obvious, um, or self Harm is another one too. Again, I'm not qualified to talk about that, but I do know that when we replace behaviors with something that is cathartic um, and, and just in that moment, it does work because it heightens other aspects of our body, right? Whether it's drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever, these are a cathartic response. Our body responds in certain ways, whether it turns off certain feelings we don't like or reduces them or creates other feelings that we do like. It is a distraction, but it's again, animalistic. Okay, it's, it's more base level. And so we're, we're, we're playing with our fight or flight. We're playing with our survival instinct when we don't need to. So we're abusing ourselves because it feels like we need to try to survive. Yeah. Again, sometimes we are. I understand that. I'm not trying to be naive. I will keep repeating that because I hate generalities, but I think most people can relate. Most of us are not trying to literally stay alive every day. Okay, I understand some might, but most aren't. And we still put our body, both physically and emotionally, um, and even like chemically, we put our body through a survival mode. And therefore, again, anything's on the table. And that means anything to cope, anything to cope, right? So if you're, you know, literally about to die, um, you might, <laughs> you might kill somebody, you might kill something, you might chop your finger off to get away from something. I'm being extreme, of course, but, you know, we put our minds and our, our brains in this mode, this survival mode, and it's very easy to respond in a way that we do not need to respond. And that is self-destructive. It is self-destructive in the long term. And that, of course, makes everything worse. And then we snowball. So we need to get past the cheesy phase. That's kind of the point here. The cheesy phase. This effort is cheesy. Changing my eating habits to this other behavior is cheesy. <laughs> you know, watching um, some show that we don't normally watch instead of, uh, I don't know, getting high. Maybe that's cheesy, but it'll work. It doesn't matter. You know, 
Um, if you're not having issues with major vices, the classic vices, like if you have a drink or two, you smoke some weed and whatever, and that, that's not a problem for you, but you're still struggling with changing behaviors, understand that the idea is not necessarily to get clean or go sober completely. If you have all that under control, that's fine. So it's not, it's not those things, the vices themselves aren't necessarily the problem. It's the severity of it and how you're using those things. Okay. If alcohol is not a drink that I enjoy, especially with a um, certain kind of meal, or when I'm out with friends, I have a drink, I come home, it's over. But that's one thing. If it's, I use this to cope and I tend to overuse it. See, you see the difference there? Everything is in the gray areas. Another theme of this podcast, everything is in the gray areas, right? Even drugs, even porn, even sex, all of that, everything is in the gray areas. We all need to find our balance. And we don't need to lie to ourselves that we have things under control that we don't. We, we, that's a bad idea. I have certainly had things I don't have under control. I still can't get to the point, for example, where I'm eating as clean as I'd like. I know precisely how to do it. I have been very, very good in the past for years at eating well, eating clean, meal prep, understanding nutrition. It's all still in my head, but it's hard for me to trigger back to that in a consistent way with everything that I have going on. See, already I, I, I kind of presented an excuse, didn't I? with everything I have going on. Yeah. See, I need to replace that behavior and not feel like it's hopeless. Right. Okay. That good meal that maybe when I, when I, when I, let's say I start prepping good food for the week, I think to myself, too little, too late. I should have done this six months ago. That's a knee jerk reaction. That's pretty common. But you look at your meal prep and you go, well, this is not going to make a difference. This is the first fucking week or no, man. No, Nino, no, that's, you got to start for the record I have, but you got to start and you got to get past the cheese ball stage. You got to get past the hopeless lame stage. This is pathetic. I'm not going to do this. You've heard stories. Perhaps people say, um, I never thought I'd give a shit about oil painting. I never thought I'd care about, I don't know, go-kart racing, but then I did it just for the hell of it. And I liked it for a time. Hopefully, you know, nothing destructive, but you find something that works to replace a behavior. What happens is you don't just change the behavior temporarily. You're changing your way of thinking. You're changing every behavior related to it. Over time, the behavior that comes, that used to come back regularly comes back less and less and, and also way less severe because now you've replaced it with something else. If it's difficult, if it's traumatic, it may never leave you. But when you can replace the, the negative feeling and the fear and the cycle, and the depression, when you can try to replace it with something real. If you can do it, if you're strong enough to do it simply with thought by changing your thought cycle, awesome. Give that a chance. But oftentimes we need something a little bit more obvious, a little bit more tangible to distract us, right? This is why we go again for the vices. It's very easy to get distracted, blacked out drunk. It's very easy to get distracted by pornography. It's very easy to get distracted by all those obvious things. That's kind of what they do. They change us, they alter us, and they get us away from our reality. But if we don't want to always go that direction, or if that direction is causing us problems, and it often does, then we need to replace that with something else. But then it feels cheesy. Like I said, how much guilt do you feel when you partake in your vices and then recover from it and go, I did it again? How much guilt do you feel? Now, do you want to feel guilt from those behaviors of I got into a cycle and I ruined everything instead of trying? Do you want guilt or do you want to feel cheesy and stupid for those little bitty 0.1% efforts that feel useless. I'd rather feel cheesy for a little while. 
It's not cool. It's not postable on social media unless you're feeling brave. Okay. It's not a, a W in your column that people get excited about. No one's going to cheer you on, but you know what? Doesn't matter. You are the one who has to make that change. It has to come from inside you. Okay. So that is why those cheesy moments have to be embraced. And if it helps you to, like I said, if it helps you to think this is going to be a cool story someday, go with that or whatever. Tell yourself a little story. Tell yourself some kind of a scenario. Put together some sort of something in your head that makes these little efforts make sense. Some people journal them. Some people write them down. Some people take a photo. There's a physical change. But it doesn't always have to be plastered all over social media. It doesn't have to even be shared necessarily with loved ones. We don't have to, we tend to hide our vices. Okay. We don't have to hide our good changes, but sometimes that personal journey makes it a little bit stronger. It makes you a little more focused because when you're always looking for the external validation, look, I'm progressing. Awesome. Someone tells you that that's good. It may seem on the surface that that's a good way to be, to tell people your progress and they applaud you. Some people really need that external. Um, stimulus. I'm not saying don't do it, but I do encourage you to not rely on it. I encourage you to come from yourself, that you yourself are your own encouragement, whether it's writing it down, a journal, or just knowing that you've done it with the idea of the next one. Don't think about just what you did today or when you finish thinking, okay, I got to do this tomorrow. Think five or six steps ahead. We're changing a behavior. We need a lot of consistency. So think five or six times ahead, not just the now. Today was okay. Tomorrow was, was good. That was good. The following day, not so great, but continue, continue, continue. Okay. Give yourself some grace. Some days you can face plant. It's going to be a 0%. That's fine. But if you're cognizant of it and you're aware that you're trying to replace these behaviors, keep going no matter how hopeless it feels, no matter how cheesy it feels, no matter how lame it feels, no, even if you don't want to tell anybody that you've taken on this new hobby, you've taken on this new behavior and people are like, why are you bothering? Who gives a shit. No one needs to know. As long as you know it's working, that's all that matters. Keep that in mind. Okay. I'm going to say one last time, get rid of the idea that your efforts are cheesy or hopeless. There's no such thing as a hopeless effort. There is, however, a very strong thing known as hopelessness from no effort. 